Hey, Graphic Audio fans. This is Dwayne Beeman here with this week's Pick of the Week. My pick this week is Simon R. Green's and Ishmael Jones' mystery number one, The Dark Side of the Road. Jones. Ishmael Jones. Actually, the first line he says in the book is, Call me Ishmael. Ishmael is one mysterious dude. He is sort of like the James Bond of the dark world. He used to work for an organization known as Black Air. His job was chasing down illegal aliens, meaning space aliens, and covering up any messes they might have caused. What bothered Ishmael was the fact, with Black Air, you never questioned the aliens, you just killed them. That rubbed him the wrong way, considering the fact that Ishmael is not quite human himself. So Ishmael rolls out, and he now works for a place called The Organization. His boss and handler is simply known as the Colonel. Ishmael takes jobs from the Colonel, jobs that kind of involve some of the same stuff he did with Black Air. You know, hunting people down and sometimes killing these people. The Colonel unexpectedly invites Ishmael to his family home, Belcourt Manor, for Christmas. Ishmael has no idea why. All he knows is that the Colonel is scared of some dark horror that has come to Belcourt Manor. He wants Ishmael to seek it out and destroy it. By the time he arrives, the Colonel is missing, and Ishmael is surrounded by strangers with secrets. One of them is a killer. Ishmael needs to closely guard his own secrets while trying to figure out who the killer is and try to stop them before they strike again. Can Ishmael figure things out before the killer does the deed again? You're gonna have to get the book to find out. Simon R. Green is back with a new series chronicling our newest sleuth slash assassin, Ishmael Jones. This first book of the series plays off like the cult classic movie, Clue, with a bit more supernatural elements and blood mixed in. Director Scott McCormick, fresh off his run of directing Green's Ghostfinder series, returns to direct this title and takes on portraying the lead character, Ishmael Jones. Scott inspires great performances from the graphic audio bullpen, led by Laura C. Harris, Ken Jackson, Colleen Delaney, Richard Rowan, Maboud Ibrahimzadeh, Kimberly Gilbert, Eva Wilhelm, Matthew Keenan, Nanette Savard, and Chris Davenport as the Colonel. And the final touches of excellent sound design is made possible by sound designer Justin Wirtz. A great story and great mystery that will have you engaged for the entire six hours of audio. So do yourself a favor and go grab the dark side of the road today. Let's listen to a clip of Graphic Audio's production of Simon R. Green's and Ishmael Jones' mystery number one, The Dark Side of the Road. I headed past the manor towards the row of Victorian cottages on the other side. Penny came hurrying after me. She stumbled along at my side, glancing at me from time to time in a puzzled sort of way, but said nothing. Perhaps she sensed my mood, even if she didn't understand it. She moved forward to take the lead, and I let her. This was her home, after all. The sound of our footsteps punching through the snow seemed very small in the face of such a great open snowscape. Gleaming white expanses stretched away before us, heading off into the distance beyond the cottages until they disappeared into the iron grey fog. Okay, this is just a bit odd and not a little freaky. What is? Look at the snow behind us. What do you see? Our footsteps. A long line from the manor's front door to the tithe barn, and then more coming back. Now, what do you see ahead of us? Nothing! The snow ahead is perfect, unmarked for as far as I can see. 
You'd expect something. Bird tracks, animal tracks, fox, stoat, badger, but there's nothing. That's not right, Ishmael. Unless maybe it's just too cold for anything to be out and about. Could be. I've been places where the air gets so cold, birds just freeze on the wing and drop dead out of the sky. You have lived, haven't you? You have no idea. We came at last to the long terraced row of Victorian cottages, squat and square buildings built from a creamy stone with bay windows and neatly slanting roofs, probably tiled under the snow, all of them dark and still and silent, as though huddling together for warmth and support against the cold. Penny looked them up and down. Pleasant enough, I suppose. Even charming, if your tastes run that way. They always look to me like they should be on the cover of some really twee jigsaw puzzle. Penny led me off, past the row of cottages and round the end, so we could move out into the great white wilderness of the open grounds. There were a few dark stick-figured trees, too thin for the snow to cling to, and great lumps and mounds here and there. Buried flower gardens, old moss flecked statues buried up to their waists, pagodas and gazebos and snow, snow everywhere. Penny stopped suddenly and looked about her. We have to be careful, Ishmael. There's a big pond here somewhere, covered with thick ice, I'm sure, with snow on top. But even so, I don't think we want to walk across it. Come around this way and we should be safe enough. You have your own pond. We circled round. Full of trout in the summer. And of course there's a swimming pool just up beyond the orange grove. Ah oh, well, if I had an orange grove, that's where I'd put a swimming pool. Oh, it's another world, isn't it? We ended up walking between two great rows of lowering snow-covered topiary shapes. I found them disturbing. Their very vagueness suggested all sorts of unpleasant possibilities. Sometimes great clumps of snow would fall away from them as we passed, shaken off by the vibrations of our heavy footsteps. Penny would always jump. I didn't. I used to love these topiary animals as a child. Not so much now. It's like there could be a whole new shape hidden under the snow. Monsters hiding in plain sight. Yes, I know what you mean. Penny stopped and scowled about her into the thickening mists. The main flower garden should be around here somewhere, but I'm damned if I could show you where. They're just gone, vanished into the snow. I really don't like this, Ishmael. Feeling lost in familiar surroundings. Like you can't trust anything. Yes, I know what you mean. Dear God, I'm freezing. Aren't you freezing? Maybe this wasn't such a great idea after all. Then let's go back. Oh, bless you. I've been dying to say that for ages, but didn't know how to without sounding like a complete wuss. The Colonel definitely isn't in any of the outbuildings, and there's nowhere else he could be out here. So we might as well go back. Let's go. Somewhere back at the manor, a nice hot drink is calling my name in a loud and compelling voice. I could feel the storm building, growing, gathering its strength. I would have preferred to hurry to get safe inside the house before the storm hit, but I couldn't leave Penny behind. So I allowed her to set the pace and fill the time looking about me. And it was only by chance I saw the snowman hidden behind one of the great topiary shapes. I stopped and pointed it out to Penny. Of course, we had to go over and take a look. It was just a rough shape, 
man's size, though something less than a man's height, but with no pieces of coal or carrot to make a face and no scarf wrapped around the thick neck. I wonder who made it. I mean, why come all the way out here in this awful cold and then make such a half-assed job of it? I stood very still, looking steadily at the rough snow shape. Penny, I smell blood. Really? Yes, blood. Something bad has happened here. <laughs> I gouged great chunks of the snowman's side, throwing them away. And a human arm fell out, hanging stiffly from the snowman. The hand was frozen solid, perfectly colorless. Oh my. I pulled the snowman apart with savage speed, ripping great handfuls of snow away. It took more than human strength, but Penny didn't notice. Inside the snowman was the body of James Belcourt, my colonel, dead for some time. He'd been left sitting cross-legged on the ground and then covered with snow, shaped to look like a snowman so no one would suspect. I stood back, not even breathing hard, brushing snow from my gloves, looking at what someone had done to my colonel. And right then, my heart was colder than anything in that winter garden. If you enjoyed listening to the clip of an Ishmael Jones mystery number one, The Dark Side of the Road, you can purchase this title right here on our website, www.graphicaudio.net. The book can be purchased in all available download formats, MP3, M4B, and FLAC. You can also grab it in audio CD format, and you can listen to your downloads anytime, anywhere with our free Graphic Audio Access app, available for Apple and Android devices. Be back next week as I'll have another pick of the week for you. Until then, peace.